Restoration Church, we focus on reaching the lost, reviving their lives with the gift of salvation through Jesus Christ, and restoring hearts, minds, and relationships through the power of the gospel. We are a church equipping and empowering the body of Christ to reach their full potential in Christ. We are led by lead pastor Rex and Jennifer Hare. We hope you are encouraged by this morning's message. I mean, how many of you have ever been on a road trip with their children? Yes, sir. Amen. Several years ago, Jordan, the year Jordan graduated high school, Jennifer and I promised Jordan she graduated that we would take them to Disney World, and we went to Disney World. But the problem was we chose, at that time, I was working for Mercedes and I had a C-class, and we chose to go to Disney World in a C-class. A week's worth of luggage two children in a C-class in a 10-hour drive. We were kind of tired of each other after a few hours. We made an agreement that we wasn't going to talk after a while. We all made an agreement. I can't tell you how many times Colin and Jordan had a bag between them to divide their space off. After a few hours of fussing and telling us that he's touching me or he's doing this to me or she's doing this or she's eating my Cheetos or whatever, <laughs> we got a picture of it to this day of them, of Colin and Jordan laying across each other sleeping in the back seat because they had no other choice if they were going to go to sleep yeah. in a C class. But I'm not being critical of C class. I'm not being critical of my children. I love them. How many love your children? Oh, yeah. But what I am saying is sometimes we hear those words from our children, are we there yet? How many of us, when you go to work every day, when you watch the news, when you look around you, when you see all kinds of propaganda and opinions, do you ask yourself, are we there yet? Where exactly are we at in the grand scheme of things? Are we there yet? Now, a kid can really get irritated. Now, we have a lot of kids here. Now, we love our kids, but I know when they're little, they're impatient, right? Come on. How many just know when they're grown, they're impatient, right? <laughs> Amen. But the little ones are going to do this. They're going to say, are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Sometimes it may speed up. Sometimes it may slow down. When are we going to eat again? I got to go to the bathroom. Yes. Go? You just went to the bathroom. Too. I got to go again. Amen. Come on. Are we there yet? But it's all driven by what? Wanting to be somewhere that you're not. Right? All of it's driven by wanting to be somewhere that you're not. Now, every one of us in our walk with Jesus Christ experience places that we're at, but we don't want to be there. Come on. All of us experience those places. So today, I'm going to talk about where we're at. And you say, well, Pastor Rex, what do you mean about what we're, where, where we're at? I want to talk about where we're at in America, where we're at as a country, and where we're at in the grand scheme of our Christian faith. And on the timeline, and now you said, well, Pastor Rex, the Bible tells us that no man knows when the, when the day of the Lord is coming. No man knows that except the Father, right? Isn't that what Scripture said? But he says, when you see these things take place, you need to look up. There you go. And you need to take heart and you need to pay attention. So if you don't mind standing with us one more time, 
We're going to go into the scripture. We're going to be in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 1 through 10. We're going to read these scriptures together. And I want to see if you can ask yourself a question as we read these scriptures. Does any of this sound like we're the times we're in today? All right, 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 1. But mark this. Why did he start that with but mark this? He's saying, write it down. Make it a point to understand where we're at. He says, but mark this. There will be terrible times in the last days. People will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boastful, proud, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, and unholy. Do we see that in the day? Without love, unforgiving, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not lovers of good, treacherous, rash, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. Having a form of godliness, this is the church today, overall. Having a form of godliness but denying its power. Have nothing to do with them. They are the kind that worm their way into the homes and gain control over weak-willed women who are loaded down with their sins and are swayed by all kinds of evil desires. Always learning, but never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Just as Janez and John Brez opposed Moses, so also these men oppose the truth, men of depraved minds, who as far as faith is concerned are rejected. Did he say they are accepted or they are rejected? Will God reject people? If you keep turning your back on God, he will reject you because of your choice. Hey, let's read on. I know everybody that hurts prosperity teaching that says God's going to always love you. He's going to always love you, but you make a choice. But they will not get very far away, far because as in the case of those men, their folly will be clear to everyone. You, however, know all about my teaching, my way of life, my purpose, my faith, patience, love, and endurance. Stretch your hands this way and ask God to bless us and anoint us for the preaching and teaching of this word before you see it. Father, in Jesus' name, we're nothing without you. We can do nothing without you, but we pray through the power of your Holy Spirit that you would speak through us today. And you would speak to help us to speak with boldness, with love, compassion, with truth and correction in Jesus' name. Lord, not only will you allow us to hear your word today, but you allow us to receive your word and to be doers of your word. And we ask all these things in Jesus' name. And we stand against, through the authority and the blood of Jesus Christ, any spirit of the enemy that would come against us today. In yes. any spirit that would divide, in any spirit that would try to conquer, in Jesus' name. And all the church said, Amen. amen. And Amen. You can be seated if you like. And I know you say, well, Pastor Rex, you know, I want to hear the good news today. I'm telling you the good news. How many of you know that we're in the last days? Come on. Yeah. Amen. Scripture even tells us that we're in the last of the last days. Now, also, the Bible tells us that in the last days, we are not to quit. We are not to get in a bunker. And we are not to disclose ourselves from all from other people. But the Bible says, so as it was in the days of Noah, it will be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. Amen. People will be given in marriage, having babies, building life. So I'm going to encourage our young couples because we have a lot of them around here. Thank God. Amen. You keep living your life. You keep having your babies. You keep building your future. But you put Jesus at the center. Come on. And you say, well, Pastor Rex, what's going on? What's happening in America? What's happening? What about this pandemic? You keep living for Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. 
His promise is to never leave us nor forsake us. The Bible tells us that he's not given us a spirit of fear, but a power and of love and of a sound mind. The world don't know the, the, the power that we have living inside us. So that's the reason the world's running around in fear. Anybody see these planes leaving Afghanistan this week and see the horror that's going on there? Can I tell you, that's because people's love for each other has waxed cold as the scriptures say. Yeah. And you say, well, Pastor Rex, what do we do? We lift them up, we pray, we live for Jesus, and we help people when we can. Amen? That's what we do. We help people when we can. He said people would be lovers of themselves. Narcissism is a common thing in our society today. People love themselves. Amen? Yeah. You believe that? Yeah. Now, I should care about myself because I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Yeah. But I shouldn't think too much of myself. It shouldn't be prideful. It shouldn't be wrapped in pride. It says they will be lovers of money. They will be boastful. What is one of the deadly sins? It's called pride. What is boasting rooted in? Pride. What does pride do? It goes before destruction. Yeah. And you say, well, Pastor Rex, what does that have to do with me? We have to stay away from pride. When I think I'm something that I'm not, I'm being ruled by the spirit of pride. When I think that I'm better than, come on, help me out. Help me out. Go help me today. If I think I'm better than somebody else, that's rooted in pride. Come on. Right. We're all servants. We're all a part of the kingdom. He said children, people will be boastful. They will be arrogant. Children will be disobedient to their parents. Yeah. Now, I'm going to help us here a little bit. My kids are now 21 and 25. One of them has a child of their own, and I love her so much. She loves her pops, by the way. She thinks her pops is best. You don't believe when I talk to her, she just smiles all the time. Amen? Yeah. How many grandparents feel that way? Mimes and pops and grandmothers, whatever you call you feel that way. I thought I loved my kids till I seen St. Degree. Amen? I mean, I told you this morning, you got my checking account, you got my F-150, you got anything you want. Amen? Hey, can I get an amen from grandparents this morning? Whatever they need, they got from me. But that's the love that Jesus has for us. It's called an agape love. Listen, children will be unruly if you let children be unruly. Come on. Come on, help parents a little bit. Your child will act up and cut up and talk back to you and slap you and hit you and destroy things if you let them there. You're not put there, parents, to be their friend. You're put there to raise them in the glory and admonition of the Lord. And if you don't correct them now when they're little, they're going to run over you when they get older. And you say, well, Pastor Rex, what does that have to do with the church? Let me tell you something, church. We need to understand this. What's going on in the church and what churches struggle with, our church struggles with, other churches struggle with, whether they're 500, 5,000, or 50 like we are right now. Can I tell you, you know what people struggle with? You know what people struggle with? You know what the church struggles with? The church struggles with submission to the person of Jesus Christ. Yeah, right. That's what they struggle with. When people are mad at you and they're talking about you, they don't have a problem with you. They got a problem with the person of Jesus Christ. Right. They got a problem with the word. So, my children, back to my children. So, how the Bible says, spare the rod for the child. I'm not telling you to beat your children. I'm not telling you how to discipline your children. But the Bible says, discipline your children. Yeah. Correct your children. And I know you say, but Pastor, I didn't come in here today if you'd give me a parenting class. Some of us need it. Some of us need it. You know, I, I deal with kids every day. Some of them need some discipline at home and it would fix what the problems are at school. And you say, well, Pastor, what does that have to do with the church and the struggles that the church goes through? 
God instituted the family before he instituted the church. God's model from Genesis was the family. He created a man, his name was Adam, right? From the dust of the earth. And he saw that he was lonely, Brian, and he made up sleep for him to go to sleep, and he took from his side and made what was called woman. He saw that he was incomplete, and he made Eve to be by his side. Then down the road, after the fall, he gave them children, right? He gave them children. What happened to their children? Down the road. Sin took over, right? But he made the family, and he created the family, and the Bible said in Genesis that God walked with Adam in the cool of the day, and he talked with him like he did a man. Yeah. So God talked to him. Anybody remember this guy named Moses? God talked to Moses like he did a man. Matter of fact, when Moses died, he buried Moses. God. He had such a relationship with Moses, but he had a family. Moses had a family. Anybody remember when Jethro was, uh -uh, when Moses was overrun and he couldn't handle his business? He was being overrun by all the decisions he had made, leaving millions of people, the children of Israel, and his, his, his father-in-law come to him and said, now Moses, I'm not trying to get in your stuff, and I'm paraphrasing, but you're doing it wrong. You've got to get somebody to help you. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Now hear me today, church. Hear what I'm saying. The reason that we're in the fight we're in is not because there's problems in the church. You've got to hear what I'm saying. Yeah. The reason that we're in the fight we're in and we have divisive spirits even now attacking our church because the family is broken and the family comes to church and then the church is broken. Yeah, right. Yeah. Four amens right there. And I'm not telling you that I hate the family. I love the family. But what I am saying is what's going on in the world has affected the church. Because we're in the world, right? Are we not out there in the world every day? Yeah. Is it not affecting us? I mean, you can watch five minutes of the news and you're ready to give up. Come on. Yeah. I don't know about y'all. I don't watch a whole lot of the news. I can watch it one or two times a week and I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. I'm good. So you say, well, Pastor Rex, what does it have to do with the family? Well, let's read a little following. It said in verse two, it says, people will be lovers of themselves and lovers of money, boastful, proud, abusive, Disobedient to their parents. Okay, if I had a child, my child learned to talk and walk by watching their parents, right? Yeah. So what I teach my child, and what I shadow to my child, and what I mirror to my child, my child's gonna do. I mean, my daughter, when she talks, a lot of times Jennifer comes out. I love her, but she's a lot like her. And that's not a bad thing. I love my wife and I love my daughter. Come on. Anybody ever been? Y'all getting real quiet. Huh? So our children learn to walk by watching us, right? They learn how to hold a spoon and eat when they're little bitty fellas, little toddlers. You know, I love watching little ones eat, even when they first learn how to eat. They're trying to just figure it out. They'll pick up that macaroni and they'll drop it. And it falls on the floor, they'll pick it back up. That chicken nugget, you know, it'll have dirt all over it. Whatever they can eat, they got to figure out a way. I mean, they'll have it. 
They don't have ketchup all over their face and stuff like that. They're figuring out. But they learn how to eat, they learn how to act, and they learn how to react by watching us. And you say, well, Pastor Rex, what's the significance of me raising my children in church? What's the significance of not using profanity in, my, in front of my children? What's the significance of me living in, in, and treating my, my spouse with respect? What you're living in front of your children, they will repeat in front of their families one day. Yeah. 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 And I have people tell me all the time, I've had conversations in the last few weeks with people. Pastor Rex, the church has got this problem. The church has got this problem. We don't do this, and we don't do that, and we don't do this, and we don't do that. And I look and I think, okay, what are you doing to change it? Real quiet. Real quiet. What are we doing to change the situation? If you have a problem with that person, are you going to that person, or are you gossiping? I'm going to sit down right here for a moment. Because if I have a problem with Keith Jones, the word of God tells me to go to Keith Jones. Don't go tell somebody else. If I have a problem with the children's pastor, I go to the children's pastor. I don't go tell everybody else about it. I'm just letting everybody know. I know what's being said. I know. I know what's being said, and I know who's saying it. And we're going to move on from that. But I will tell you this. I will not let the spirit of Jezebel destroy and manipulate this church. If I have to tell you, hit that door, you will hit that door. I've got two amens and a bunch of hand claps. But I'm going to say this real quick and I'm going to move on and I'm going to preach the word of God. If they will talk to you about somebody else, they're going to talk to somebody else about you. And that is the spirit of the Antichrist. He comes to kill, steal, and destroy. He don't care how he does it. He will attack your home. He will attack your family. He will attack your life. He will attack whatever he's got to do to attack it. He will do whatever he's got to do to attack it. He will use others to attack it. And you say, well, Pastor Reyes, why do we even talk about things like that? I think the church is where we need to address things like that. We've skated around the truth for too long. We've talked about things for too long. I mean, I've had meetings with my leadership. Am I right, leadership? You know what I tell my leadership? I'm being open and honest this week. I don't want to see another argument on Facebook from my leadership. Amen, leadership? I want to say no. You know why? Because that's what you're doing. You're destroying this door. And you're getting drawn out. I know this is tight, but it's right. This one. So what am I doing when I'm getting drawn out? The Bible says in 2 Timothy that it's called Brian Godless Chatter. If Brian has an opinion on something, me arguing with Brian about something in open air is not going to change, change Brian's opinion. What it's going to do is make the world think less of the God that we serve. Right. And you say, well, Pastor Rich, what do you mean by that? I'm just saying, people, we need to spend our time. And I'm not, I can't tell you how to live. But if you serve in leadership here, I can correct you. And if I'm a pastor, I should be able to correct you. If you won't allow me to correct you, this might not be the place for you. Yeah. 
Are we saved? Yeah, we are. Because it's time to say Bless the Lord. You can come to me and you can say anything you want to say. Now listen, I've talked to a lot of people this week that are pastors. And we prayed about situations. You know that all these churches are facing the same situation. Yeah. Yeah. Five different people facing the same thing. Do you think it has something to do with the shape of the world in? Or do you think it's just so and so don't like me? Yeah. It's not people. It's a spirit. Yeah. It's not people. It's a spirit. Yes. And I may have just killed this thing, but we're gonna keep preaching. There you go. It's not people. It's a spirit. Yeah. Paul said it like this in Ephesians chapter six. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and power of darkness in high places. You can't get manipulated by people, by spirits that affect you. Real quiet. Okay, we're going to move on. Amen. Amen. All right. How many of us, let me ask these questions. How many of us love to come to church? I mean, I love my church. How many of us like everything about our church? I don't. I don't like everything, Brian. I don't like every situation that I have to deal with in my church, but I love people. Y'all get where I'm going. We have gotten to society to the point to where that's affecting our lives that we can't agree to disagree. Yeah. We just got to get offended. Yeah. We we can't agree disagree with somebody on how they feel. You know, I, I got an opinion on a lot of things going on in politics right now, but I'm not trying to sway somebody else politically. Yeah, right. I, I can't do that. Right. I have a right to vote. When I vote, that's my right. Yeah. I have a right to do things the way I want to do. Let me say this as a church, to our church. What happens to us is the enemy gets us so distracted with all the things that's going on is we lose our joy for the journey. Right. Amen? Right. How many of you have been attacking your joy? How many in the last couple of months your joy has been attacked? Yeah. Yeah. I can truthfully say there's some mornings when I some afternoons when I pulled in that driveway the last few weeks, I thought, that trailer going back down that hill. Real easy. I'm just being real with that. It can come off that hill and I can go live my life. But you know what the Holy Spirit says? You're going to be there until I tell you to leave. Yeah. You're going to tell the truth and you're going to love people and you're going to hear people. Hey, and if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. You can come tell me I'm wrong. I'm not going to be mad at you. We may disagree. But hear me to that church. What was going on then in those times? How many of us know when this word was being written down that there was problems in the church then? Right. Yeah. And they looked Brian, for the coming of the Lord then. Yeah. Did they not? Yeah. They looked for the coming of the Lord then. They thought that he was coming back in their times. But what's happened today, the Lord had come back. But the signs are showing us that the Lord's about to come back. Do you see the armies encompassing around Jerusalem? Yep. Do you see it get hotter and hotter every day in the Middle East? Do you see 
famines and earthquakes and pestilences everywhere. Do you see drought? California's burning up and we got more water than we need. Amen? Yeah. Do you see earthquakes? One of, of horrific magnitude in Haiti this past week. Yeah. Do you see it happening before your eyes? You say, well, Pastor Rex, there's always been droughts. There's always been famines. There's always been floods. There's always been unsettled. Does anybody ask you this? Do they really know what to do about coronavirus? They got a vaccine, and I hope the vaccine works. Amen? What if vaccines didn't work for polio and the flu? You'll get where I'm going? Right, right. And I'm not trying to tell you what you need. I'm not telling nobody what to do. But what I'm saying is the Bible said in the last days there will be perplexing time. Perplexing means they don't and men's their minds fail themselves because of their fear and they don't know what to do. Yeah. And I'm going back to I've said all that to say this. We as the church have the answers. Yeah. And we can allow the spirits of the enemy to attack us. Yeah. And to divide us. And to separate us. Jesus said himself, a house divided against itself cannot stand. You know what he said? Yeah. And what he will use is distractions. Yeah. He will distract you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I've learned over the years, what I think people really think about me, they don't really think that about me. Anybody ever overthink? Yeah. I've been about 27 and a half times in the last three days. Yeah. Some folks are not even thinking about that. I'm just thinking that they're thinking that. And you know what the devil's doing? He's he's robbing my joy. Yeah. Right. He will rob your joy. He will rob you. He will rob you. He will come to kill, steal, and destroy. And you say, well, Pastor Rex, where do we go from here? We have to push ourselves into the Word of God, and we have to allow ourselves. Now, hear me today, church. I'm going to give us some healing for things that we're walking through. We have to allow ourselves to sharpen each other, as the scripture says, like steel on steel. Yeah. Conflict is inevitable. You say, I've had people tell me, well, pastor, there's conflict in the church. You go to the next one, there's going to be conflict there because it has people in it. Yeah. Right. And if you come, the one you came from had conflict in it because that's maybe the reason you came here. Yeah. Because conflict does not stop. The Bible says we sharpen each other like steel on steel. That means we rub together. How many of us know that when you're cutting wood with an axe, that wood will not sharpen that axe, will it, Brian? Yeah. It will dull it. Yeah. If I keep cutting a tree or a piece of wood with axe, especially if it's dry, what is it going to do? Yeah. It's going to dull that axe. What sharpens that axe? Yeah. Steel. Yeah. So, steel's going to sharpen steel. We agree to disagree. We move on. One problem that we have in the church today is we think that we can pick and choose what the word says and we can take what we want and leave the rest. Yeah. You don't get to do that. I don't get to do that. The word of God is truth. Amen? The word of God is truth. I don't get to pick and choose what I want to accept of. Just because I don't believe it doesn't make it any less true. Amen? So the enemy attacks the family. He attacks people. He causes there to be divisions among them. What are the states? What are the states in the union? What are they called? States. Used to be called some of them territories, right? In Louisiana, they call their counties what? Parishes. They're divided. In Alabama, we call them counties. 
They're divided to make a line to divide. But the church can't be divided. The church has to speak with one voice and stand with one voice. I'm trying to help us today. Church, conflict is inevitable. It's going to happen. We're going to have problems. We're going to struggle through things. But the conflict is not about Restoration Church. The conflict is about the kingdom of God that we represent. And there's an enemy that's real that wants to cease and stop the kingdom of God from moving forward and seeing people saved. And there's a lot of people that don't believe what we believe and don't think what we think and don't really do what we do and don't care about people. Amen? Isn't that right? We've seen that on the news. You know, there's a lot of people that don't think that we should love people unconditionally. Yeah, we should love people unconditionally. Right. But sometimes we have to separate ourselves from things, right? right. Yeah. 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 Anybody ever been through a relationship and God got you out of it, but you had to separate yourself from those people? Right. Yeah. And we don't like talking about situations like that because it bothers us because we think may, somebody may think lesser of us. But sometimes you got to separate yourself from stuff. Right. You know. I mean, everybody, how many has a best friend? Somebody you love to talk to that you can trust. That you can talk to about anything. You know who that best friend should be? Jesus. You can talk to him about anything. That's nothing wrong with having best friends. I got a good friend that I talk to. I have pastors and friends and and ministry and bishops that I talk to weekly. And I get advice on things. Or I just talk to see how they're doing. And we pray together. There's nothing wrong with that. We need somebody to lean on. But what I'm trying to say is today, church, you got to, sometimes you got to close your circle up a little bit. Amen? Sometimes you got to just close the circle. And I know this is hard. This is hard for me to talk about this. But sometimes you got to close your circle. So you know what I've started doing? Miss Marianne, when people come to me and they say, well, so-and-so said, they're not happy about this. I said, well, tell me who you're talking about. Yeah. Who said it? You know what I find out? They can't tell me. They won't tell me who said it. And that's in anything. That's in any relationship. You know why? Because the source is right there in front of me. And you say, well, Pastor, next week I'm going to break something that encourages you, I promise you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Y'all come back next week. Don't nobody quit today. <laughs> but I have learned over the years, since I've been here, a lot of people don't know this. Since I've been here, I've had my bishop correct me two different times. You know what I did? Say thank you. Did you care enough about what I'm doing to correct me? They call me, they check on me. When this pandemic hit last year, our bishops, my state overseer, called me and asked me did I need any help with what he could do for me. You know that meant a lot to me? I had people call on the church asking, what can we do? Are the church okay? We're fine. Let me say this. When you go through a battle, the Lord will supernaturally do something to let you know you're going to be okay. Amen? Yeah. Amen. When we walk through things, Miss Marianne, when I started walking through this battle that I've been walking through, immediately, God began to bless. 
The day that it started, God began to bless. What are you saying, Pastor? God's not going to leave you there to die alone. He's not going to leave you there to struggle alone, church. Hear me. This church was built on. This church was replanted on a place of restoration. I don't want this church to look like other churches. I want this church to look like what God wants it to look like. Because if and I'm not criticizing any other church. That's not my place. If they preach Jesus and Him crucified, I'm praying for them. I'm lifting them up. But I, I, when I'm broken about, and what I'm hurting about is they're lost people. And if we get involved in God's chatter, we're not reaching lost people. Right. And when we criticize each other, come on. Yeah. We're not reaching our full potential. Right. Now, conflict, like I've said before. And it's, a, it's inevitable. It's going to happen. And what you choose to do with it is left up to you. Right. It's left up to me. So, Titus said it like this. Titus said, if a first person is divisive, this is what Titus 3 said. Brother Keith, he said, if a person is divisive, you warn them one time. You warn them two times. If they don't change, the third time, you tell them to go. And now what Titus said in Titus chapter 3. Yeah. Now what it says. Thank you for tuning in to this morning's message. If you were encouraged by this message and want to stay connected with the Restoration fam, check us out at restorationmacala.com. For more messages like this, you can find us on Spotify and Facebook.